strokes the three from the left wing. Gagliardi, why not? He's feeling it. He's oh, from three. Goodness. Junior down the lane, drops to Rainwater for a two-handed slam. That's what you do. He will tear down a rim this year. Largy able to blow by the pressure. Now a lob, Rivers throws it down. Cato tries it again. You bet, Caleb Cato, back-to-back threes. Hello, Eagles fans. This is your boy, Elliot Cressy, on the mic. Joined, as always, by your man, Russell Kelly. By the man, Russell Kelly. I thought you were going to say the myth. The man, the myth, the legend. I am only two of those things. Well, better work on being a man. (laughs) (laughs) True. Because right now you're just a myth and a legend. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we're back with a lot of FGCU news. Uh, Breaking news, Duke has joined the A-Sun. We're very excited about that. We're probably going to get a lot of press. Mm-hmm. So, yep, that's a joke. Yes. We just wanted to get you on your toes so you can settle down now. But Each and every one of you is on your toes right now. <laughs> but, no, for the real breaking news, we had another amazing human being join our roster. <laughs> he's a he's a billionaire philanthropist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even being sarcastic. He seems like a great dude. Uh, yeah. Kevin Samuel from TCU. Uh, originally from Barbuda, mm-hmm. small island. One in of the, the tallest pl- persons to exist, probably in Barbuda. Yeah, I, I actually, there's a really cool YouTube feature on him that the um, and what conference? The Big Twelve. Um, that's what TCU is in. Uh, they did a featurette on him. Is it Big Twelve? Are you second guessing me? I am. Well, look it up. But I know it's B- the Big Twelve. Okay. I almost said B twelve. <laughs> it's like a shot of energy. <laughs> anyway. Um, they did this cool featurette on him a year or two ago or something and kind of told some of his story. You can find it on YouTube, but uh, he's like the first D1 athlete to come out of Barbuda. That's cool. Yeah. So For reference, he's 6'11". 250 plus. For those who didn't already click on his bio. But you did because you're excited too. Yep. But he's, I mean. So the, 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 the downside is it's one year of eligibility, we think. Yeah, it's it's there's probably a ninety percent. You know, chance. with the Delta variant now, it could be two years. What are you talking about? COVID. <laughs> yeah. Are we not supposed to talk about that? <laughs> we're not. We're not being affected by COVID this year. We're having a regular season, and Kevin Samuel's going to average thirty and twenty. Thirty rebounds and twenty assists. Thirty minutes, ten points. <laughs> you said twenty. Oh, twenty points. I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's very normal. Twenty turnovers. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, that I mean, just just. The latest and another just really big signing in this crazy transfer portal era. Five guys have come off the transfer portal this offseason. Six, if you include Andre Weir from last year. And this is the biggest, quite literally, one of those guys. He averaged, I'm forgetting his averages. But eight and seven or nine and Way eight. more than that. Who? Kevin Samuel? Uh-uh. Yeah. Career? No, I don't oh. care about career. What are you talking about then? Most recently. Uh, or his... I'm pretty sure it's like 9 and 8. As a junior, he averaged 8.8 points and recorded 7.8 rebounds. So 9 and 8. But that 8 rebounds is third best in the Big 12. So he had a season, um, his junior or his fr- sophomore, you look at his sophomore year, he averaged like 11 points and 9 rebounds. 10 points and 8.4 rebounds. Okay, 10 points, 8 rebounds. 
and like three blocks. 2.7 yeah. uh, block shots. So that's what I want to talk about because we already have a man named Dakota Rivers who was on pace for a crap ton of blocks last year had it not been a super shortened COVID season for FGCU in particular. He was averaging over two blocks a game. It would have potentially been like a record-setting block season for FGCU. Because if I remember correctly, freshman year, his whole freshman season had about 78, 79 blocks. No, that's a lot more. Um, he had he had 30-something, close to 40. But that was in 13 minutes played per game. Okay. He averaged like 17 minutes played per game this past year and averaged over two blocks a game. But we only played 18 of them or something like that. Yeah, well, they haven't updated his sophomore season yet, but freshman year he had 39 block shots. Yeah. And I think you're right, he had 33 in this short-ass season. Right, 18 games played. So he would have broken his freshman I think that might be their season record if he would have... It was 17 among all freshmen in block shots nationally. Yeah. So, long story short... Two really good shot blockers... That you could, in theory, put on the court at the same time. Kevin Samuel is a five. Rivers they want and he wants and to be able to play down at the four in big lineups and imagine those two dudes on the floor at the same time like who's scoring in the paint nobody but then on on our offensive side who's scoring in the paint rivers with the dunk samuel with a dunk i mean samuel's a great rebounder yeah and rivers uh, i guess no that, rivers but. has great dunking athletic ability mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he i have not seen any short range real game right. from him so it's not as much post I don't know what Kevin Samuel can bring as far as short range shots or mid range so I'm I'm just asking if it's not fast break how are we scoring in the paint well granted we have a lot more shooters now so maybe right. we don't and need that's, to that's, as much that's including Rivers too who's just only going right. to improve on the three point line I think the Rivers Samuel tandem and this is very speculative and are only going to be on the floor for Five minutes at a time. Max. Yeah, I definitely. I think that might even be a stretch. Five yeah. minutes total. Yes. At a time, yeah. a couple minutes. Yeah. Um, I think it's more. I mean, another new guy, Carlos Rosario. I think he's a low block scorer. He's. If you watch any bit of film on him, it's created creativity under the basket layups. He's admitted himself that he's not much of an athlete as far as a jumper goes. Then again, he puts up videos of him working in the gym where he's jumping out of it and throwing down dunks and stuff. I know he's just messing around, but, um, you know, he's quite a low post scorer. Austin Ritchie being a stretch for likely has some ability low post, but, you know, where you really want to see him shine is on the perimeter and, you know, just outside the paint a little bit, mid-range. Yeah, so right now I don't see any true, correct me if I'm wrong, like any true slashers other than Cyrus and Cato a little bit. I would say the main slasher on the team is Cyrus, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think Cato has some of that in him, and I also think Franco Miller has some of that in him as well. Um, right, but like last year, Warren was our leading slasher. Correct. He was the guy who so, could get to the rim most. But it, next to him, it was Cyrus, mm-hmm. and then I would put Cato, and then Franco Miller. So now you got you know Warren gone, the, the veteran gone, but Cyrus is almost stepping up in that role. Cato is that role. So those guys are, I mean, it, it's just going to, it's going to be a good balance. Like you said, we got crazy depth. Yeah. Tavian Dunmartin actually, I mean, he's yeah. undersized, like 5'8", but he gets to the rim when you watch any of his videos I'd, against bigger guys and knows how to work it. I take it back. Luis Rolone can get to the rim. Right. Uh, he usually kicks it out, which is fine. Right. So, yeah, there's 
limitless combinations right now. Yeah, it's going to be really fun speculating. Like the starting five is going to be probably just rotating. And that's exactly what the non-conference is for. And there's been a little bit of talk about who we're going to play. It seems like, I believe Ken Kavanaugh actually confirmed that the USC game at home is going to happen this year. So that that's awesome yeah. um we're gonna play fiu we're gonna play um mercer finally yeah at home i, I believe get, uh it should happen i don't know if that's officially confirmed. it might be back there just but anyways there's the schedule still being fleshed out but it's should be a pretty good non-conference and something that we didn't have last year to really get younger guys minutes to see can you play conference play or do you need to get your experience now and then sit Right. Um, really figure out best starting fives and and yeah. Hey, things. you know who we should reach out to again is Ted <clears throat> Ted Gumbart, Mister Ace on Commish, to find out maybe he can enlighten us on if the Ace on format is going to be back to regular this season or if it's going to be that stupid crap that yeah happened last year. I don't see why it would. Be, I don't either, just because yeah. things are dying down, but like things could also ramp up, and I don't know if they're going to be super cautious or what. I would actually argue that I don't know if it was the A Sun or FGCU or both, but the way that shutdowns had to work out last year were extremely cautious. You know, if if one guy got something or had a scare or something, it seemed like the whole there was no chance anyone was going to play. Whether you could test now, we don't know exactly what kind of testing was done. If it was an outbreak or if it was one guy, you know, happened to come in contact with somebody. So they just said, yeah. we're done. Or, yeah. But it seemed to be pretty cautious. So, yeah, I mean, vaccines are out there. If you want to get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. But it's there. There's... Well, I just hope they can stay consistent with the rules or at least just like, hey, we're going back to a normal season right. no matter what. Like, obviously, if you get sick, then stay off the team. Right. But you can't do that to a to team or a school when you get down to the wire and it's like, Oh, the format's changing or like, no, nope, you're disqualified from this. Like that was a weird, weird year last year. Yeah. for sure. <clears throat> so another piece of news though, um, guy who's been with the team since coach fly took the helm, uh, Donnie Marsh last time on the pod, we had talked about him stepping down and finding a job at Detroit mercy. So that position was filled by coach Kevin Sutton who was a coach at Georgetown, actually, one year after we took care of them in the NCAA tournament in 2013. Um, Is that correct, Elliot? Yes. Awesome. Fact check says yes. Fact check. Um, And he's been at a few other schools. George Washington from 2011 to 2013. Old Dominion from 1999 to 2001. We're going the other way. And James Madison from 1986 to 1988. And Who most recently, though? He Rhode was, Island. Rhode Island, okay. Three years at Rhode Island. Okay. and But, yeah, tons of experience from him. Um, just, 36 years. Yeah, that's quite a bit. And I, I know he has some on the high school level, too. So just he's been the head guy. He's been a lead assistant. Um, he's coached a lot of really good players. Um, so he should be a pretty good addition to the coaching staff. Um, just a fresh face as well. Yes. So you've been keeping up at all with like the other teams around the ASUN. I know we've talked about, uh, the three new teams joining, but just sort of how their off season's going. So because of the whole last season being weird and just news getting swept under the rug, I forgot that we had three new teams. Yeah. In. It's easy to forget. Uh, Western Kentucky 
and uh, 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 Jacksonville State, which is not in Florida. Yeah, I I was totally wrong in that. I was picturing Jacksonville. I was like, why is there two colleges in Jacksonville? There's also UNF up there. And And who's the last one? North Alabama. No. No, they're already here. South Alabama. (laughs) Central Arkansas. Central Central (laughs) Arkansas. Uh, Not north or south, in the middle. Um, But yeah, I've... uh, you know, we have so many new players on the team, like with the, you know, it's kind of becoming like a term, the transfer portal era is sort of becoming the term of 2021 in sports. At least it's not in a pandemic because that was last year's. Well, you know, it's hit the reset button. It's like, let's go. Right. Uh, but the transfer portal is wild. Like it's been hovering a few, a couple hundred kids away from like 2000 kids in it at one time. And it's sort of settling down a little bit now um, with it getting closer to guys trying to go to you know campus and everything. But with all the new guys that we have, and we still have a lot of returning guys, it's not like this was this crazy mass exodus. It was just a few guys uh, graduating and a couple guys transferring, which is the two guys transferring is very normal each year. So it's not something crazy, but I've been looking at the other teams in the ASUN kind of seeing, well, who else, what are they doing? Where are they getting their players from? And the answer is really not that many places. There's not a lot of other teams in the conference that have sort of gotten all these, you know, other D1 athletes, successful, experienced guys to come in. I would say, as far as rosters go, Western Kentucky looks amazing. <laughs> they have, they have a, was it seven foot five, two hundred and twenty five pound guy on the team, yep. and a. 6'10", 300-pound guy, and it's there's a lot of body there. I mean, 7'5 is about the tallest you'll ever see in college. That, that's literally Yao Ming. I mean, probably 50 pounds less than Yao Ming, but, yeah, th- those, those are the kind of transfers that they're getting, uh, whether it's from Juco or, you know, another school or something like that. But they definitely seem to be – they have a four-star recruit on their team, if I remember looking correctly. But So do you think that's due to the teams not actively looking or having a need? Or do you think that's something more attractive to, say, our school or Florida in general, which I can easily equate to possible, like, like not to go back into COVID and stuff, but, like, things being open here, maybe people want to come to Florida more so than, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Like, no, I know Florida. That's is, a real question. Florida moves in a bunch, like, before COVID, it was, like, a 1,000 people a day, and now it's probably twice that. Yeah, it's that's a like the housing market is insane. I think it has to do with so many things. Like it's going to matter who's recruiting because it's it's what kind of what kind of pitch can you give? Is it? I know for for this team, the pitch this off season is we want we want to win. Like we we have the tools. We want to get more tools. Um, We've experienced a little bit of winning last year. I know there's bitterness around the shutdowns and what that potentially did to the team last year. Nobody's making excuses. Nobody's like, it's COVID, it's COVID. Um, But the message coming out is that people are mad. People are pissed off and not in a pout, you know, boo-hoo me way in a let's do this. Like, let's get everything back normal. Let's get the guys we need. And that's really been the attitude that that I've at least seen. It's more like we had a season spoiled last year. So let's look out. Yeah. so I think that a lot of it has to do with the message that has been sent to, you know, the guys that have been reached out to in the portal. But it's also sort of a shift in I don't want to say a shift in philosophy from from Fly and the coaching staff and stuff like that, because they're still trying to build from within. It's still have a, a couple of seniors, have a couple juniors, a couple of sophomores, a couple of freshmen. It's still that. 
Um, and that way you're never, the well's never dry. Like, you know, it was a few years ago. And, but at the same time, it's competition everywhere and not one competition. It's one of three guys in any position. Like we talked earlier, just a couple minutes ago about how deep the team is. Like who are the point guards on the team? You would have thought that Luis Rolone is a shoe in to just take the reins for the next three years, right? Tavian Dunn Martin's here next year. And it's like, who's going to start? You know, Rolone looked great and he'd be a great starter. Tavian Dunn Martin has been a starter as well and he's done really well. So it's nobody is going to, is having it easy. And, you know, everybody just wants to win, like, like I'm saying. It's kind of set up so, like, you almost have two starter caliber players at each position. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, and I'm sort of like, trying to... Like, I haven't seen Tavian Dunmartin play at FGC or, like, in the A-Sun, in the flesh, whatever. But it appears that he could be a starter, or like you said, Rolone could be the starter. Right, and, and then you, you move have... to two-guard, and it's like, is that Cato? Sure, absolutely. Is that Largy? Sure, absolutely. Right. Is that Halverson? Sure, absolutely. Is that Franco Miller? Sure, he did it half of last year anyway. You know, it's there's so many guys who can do that. You go to the three. Half of those guys can play the three as well. Austin Ritchie's a stretch four, but he's also kind of a wing. Could he play three? And there's so, and then you go to forwards, and you got Rivers, and you got Zach Anderson coming back for his sophomore season looking lean, and Kevin Samuel. You got Carlos Rosario and Austin Ritchie again as a stretch four, and there's so many guys, and nothing's guaranteed to anybody besides – if you're the guy who's going to help us win tonight or, you know, the season, then you're the one who's going to play and you got to earn it. It's not going to be given to you because you've been here. It's not going to be given to you because we wanted you coming in because you had a good last year. Yep. And let's be real, you know, with the, what do you want to call it? Excess of transfers maybe this year than last surplus, surplus. you know, flies got to win. That's what yep. it comes down to this season yep. is like, you know, you have to at least, yep. You have to at least get to the semis or the championship, and probably more so the championship. Yeah, I think it's it's either win a lot of games and then be disappointed because an unfortunate circumstance happened, or win a decent amount of games and really prove your medal in the tournament. It's, yeah, it's I mean, gotta the be ultimate one of those goal two. is yeah. the right. There's gonna be losses. Yep, ones that should be wins too. <laughs> so, like we did last year, we're gonna be doing our newcomer articles, uh, probably. Two weeks in between each one, every two weeks is what I should say. Leading up to the season tip. Yeah. Well, leading up to doing the returning player articles. Oh. <laughs> it's a nice little. So we're going to have a barrage the next oh, yeah. couple months. I mean, there's 13 guys on scholarship, so you can expect 13 articles. Uh, but, anyways, I figured we're going to do the newcomer articles first, introduce everyone to the new guys, just a little bit more in depth, more than stats. We're going to get to know where these guys are from, uh, what high schools they went to, how they did, what led them to whatever school they went to before FGCU, what led them to transferring to FGCU, and just kind of what they expect, what they can offer the team. And I figure we'll do it in the order that they committed and or signed with FGCU, and that means first guy up is Matt Halverson, shooting guard, combo guard from Western Carolina University. And with each of these... Uh, article releases. I'm planning to release it Monday. What's that? Uh, July 4th. So maybe I actually won't release it Monday. <laughs> maybe it'll be Tuesday. But um, or Monday's the fifth. Just say you'll be whatever. Releasing stuff I'm gonna be releasing you. it soon. <laughs> and uh, with each of these articles, I'm gonna be trying to get the guys on the pod to just kind of get to know them on that medium as well. So with that being said, we were fortunate enough to 
have a conversation with Matt Halverson and just ask him some questions, see how he's liking Fort Myers at this point and getting to know his new teammates. Here's Matt Halverson and enjoy the conversation. first time we want to welcome matt halverson to the screecher report podcast matt's joining fgcu for his graduate season how you doing man doing great how you guys doing we're all right all good so you spent four years at western carolina a lot of success can you like talk about your time there and what sort of led you to transferring yeah so my time at western carolina was uh really good i mean there's no there was never any hard feelings whenever i decided to leave um, with the coaching staff that was there at the time. Um, I loved that place, and I had a, a good career. I just didn't reach the, the team goals that I was really wanting to um, in my time there. So I just felt like, you know, I wanted to get into a new situation, try a different experience, a different location, um, and then find a team that I could that I could feel like compete for a championship and also be, uh, get my NBA as well. So I feel like I've, I've done that here at Florida Gulf Coast, and I hope hopefully we can reach those goals. So I was uh, I was doing some research for we're going to do an article featuring you, as you obviously know, um, it should be coming out uh, this coming Monday. You know, just doing research on you, I actually came across that. Was it your brother played um, at Western Carolina last year as well? Yeah, so he just finished up his freshman year. Um, he's staying there. He's going into his sophomore year now. Um, they just got a new coaching staff. They got Justin Gray, uh, who played at Wake. Uh, with Chris Paul and that team uh, 15 years ago or so. Uh, he was at Winthrop as an assistant the last couple of years. So he's still there at Western Carolina. He really likes it there and everything. Cool. Good luck to him, of course. All right, Matt. So, you know, why FGCU? I mean, we're obviously happy to have you, but what drew you to this school and the coaching staff here at Florida Gulf Coast? Um, there's a few things. Um, to win, I, I want to win, and I feel like that, you know, what Coach Fly was able to present and what he was able to persuade persuade me with and through the recruiting process was a lot. And he told me that, you know, we, he was going to go out there and get a lot of talent, and he's done that. We brought in five guys, I think, um, through the transfer portal. A couple have already graduated, and a couple of our are still really experienced, juniors and seniors. Um, then also with the returning guys that we have here already um, have produced at a, at a high level. So the the talent that we have here is is really good. Um, obviously, the location in Florida is something that that, I, that was appealing to me as well. Um, but you know, the NBA and, and the championship level team that we have are the two most important things. For sure, yeah. The the depth this season is going to be great to have, and something we've been lacking the last couple of seasons. So we're excited for that. Are you buddies with anyone on the team yet? I know you might be new and still getting to know everyone, but is there anyone you've connected with or hanging out? Uh, I've been trying to see a bunch of hang out with a bunch of guys, some of the new guys, uh, some of the returners. I've been hanging out with Kayla Cato a lot, Carlos Rosario. I've been with him a lot. Kevin Samuel, the transfer from TCU, uh, he lives with me, so we've been going to the gym every night. He's a big, six eleven, two hundred fifty pound dude, so I'm excited for him to, you know, be protecting the uh, rim and everything. And so now a bunch of the guys are all super welcoming and nice guys, which is which is really good. So how long you've been in uh, in Fort Myers now since you since you arrived? Uh, so I've been here about almost ten days. What are your initial impressions, and do you hate how hot it is yet? <laughs> the the weather really, the heat really hasn't been bad. It's been the rainfall these last week or so. That's that's what's been bad. Everybody says once September comes around that that'll go away. So, 
what's your initial impressions besides weather? Just uh, any cool spots you found? Any, um, you know, just the overall vibe, I guess? I haven't found any really uh, local spot, local restaurants or anything. But, you know, when it comes to, like, the arena and on campus and everything, the arena is really nice. The uh, weight room is nice. I like our locker room. We're treated really well um, by the coaches and, you know, getting food and all that stuff. So they do a really good job. And, you know, it's, a, it's just it's just a really nice place over there. And campus is obviously really nice and beautiful. And, um, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of things to do. And I think once the school uh, year comes around, there'll be more, you know, I'll see, like, the full effect of what Florida Gulf Coast is like. Uh, but, no, I really like it so far. Awesome. Uh, let's get to know – Matt, a little bit outside of basketball, like what's on your playlist? What's your favorite food? What do you? What are your hobbies outside of basketball? Um, so my favorite food is probably some ribs. Um, I haven't had, I haven't found a place down here uh, with those yet. I haven't really looked, but uh, I think there's a place called Connors or something that I'll probably try out at some point and get get a nice meal there. Um, I like to play golf in my free time, so there's a ton of golf around here, so I'm sure I'll find some some cool places at some point. I haven't been able to play any uh, since I have any. It's obviously been raining a lot. And we've had, you know, track or we've been having camp and workouts and all that stuff. So I haven't done that yet, but I'm going to try to get out there here one weekend and play some golf and see what these Florida courses are all about. Yeah. Connors is excellent. I mean, that's one of our go-to places for any time it's a celebration or actually a really good lunch special, not as expensive. So pro tip right there. Yeah. I'll definitely try that place out. Uh, back to basketball a little bit. You've been advertised as a high-volume, uh, high-level perimeter shooter. Is that how you see yourself? Yeah, definitely. I I definitely feel that shooting is my biggest strength. That's um, what I've done my, my whole life, and then at the college level uh, as well, uh, in a pretty good league. So I feel like that's what I bring really well. And then just the experience and leadership ability um, to this team I also bring. I feel like that's one of the strengths that I had at Western Carolina was you know, on the floor and during games, being able to communicate and, you know, get guys in the right spots and tell people where to go and, you know, be there if if guys need it and bring guys together. So I'm going to continue to bring that here and hopefully do an even better job than I have. So um, it looks like you've played a little bit of point guard as well um, at Western Carolina. Is that something you're comfortable doing, as, um, you know, in spells at least? Yeah, so I played point guard actually my whole sophomore year. We didn't really have one, and we were trying to figure out, you know, that was the first year that we got Coach Prosser there, and we were trying to figure out, you know, where to where to put what guy where. And so I actually took that role. Um, we got, we didn't have a very good season, but I, I was comfortable in that spot. And I feel like here I can, you know, use that if we need it. We've got two really good point guards already, uh, and Tavian and then Luis as well. So both those guys will kind of, you know, but if there's ever time where, where somebody gets in foul trouble or something like that, then I can definitely, you know, go into that position and, you know, you put minutes there if we need it. And I know it's early, um, and you talked a little bit about, you know, getting some work in with some of the guys and hitting the gym, but what are your impressions of, from what you've seen, you know, getting in the gym with some of the new guys and some of the returning guys? I know guys are coming back now with summer sessions starting. Yeah, so we have a lot of talent. That's one thing I'm really excited about. Um, it's, all, it's obviously <clears throat> a lot of new faces. Um, but that's up to us, you know, to come together. But, the, but there's a ton of talent. We've got a bunch of guys. I think we have like six guys or so, maybe even more than that. I think six guys, though, that averaged double figures uh, a year ago, um, four or five returning guys who have, and, or four or five new guys that have, and then Cyrus and Caleb did last year. They both averaged 13 or so, I think. 
Um, so, you know, there's a ton of talent. It's just all, all to us, you know, come together and get rid of the egos. And that's, that's one thing about this team that, I, that I've realized so far is that there's no ego. It's just a bunch of guys that feel like that they want to win. They've already kind of accomplished the individual side of things and that's time to go win a championship. So that's, that's super exciting. Yeah, for sure. And we're real excited to, to see you back in action or, you know, get started in action at Alico Arena this year. And hopefully the uh, capacity allows for a full, full uh, rocking arena because that'll be fun. And now that we got a few new teams in conference play, um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun with all the new additions and, and players. So is there uh, anything else you want to let fans know, anyone listening know about, you know, what you plan to bring this upcoming season? Uh, no, I'm just, just to let fans know that I'm excited and this whole team's excited and our coaching staff is as well. Um, we're going to get Alico Arena packed out and, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully win a bunch of games. I think we will win a bunch of games and y'all come out and, you know, have fun and cheer and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to do our job as well. All right. I love it. And, um, I'm sure we'll talk again, whether it's on the pod again at a practice or post game interview, something like that. But we wish you, the best this season and you know this off season we still got a whole bunch of that before the season starts um but thank you for coming on man we appreciate it yeah no doubt thank you guys very much appreciate it thank you guys for listening we'll be back again pretty regularly from here on out through the off season with more guest interviews leading up to some articles and just any more breaking news that happens to happen till next time goodbye bye Can't complain.